Good morning. Good morning. Welcome to the original Loretta Brown Show radio to open the heart, heal the soul, and awaken the consciousness. Oh my goodness. Happy New Year. Happy Woo! New Year. Woo! Ah. Right? 2022. <laughs> and listen here, 2023. Yeah. <laughs> I'm reading the small print. <laughs> pretty funny yeah you better listen to us here we go <laughs> right well said yeah did you have a great uh new year's we did Any, you know it's yeah. kind of funny uh my girlfriend and i we kind of went out for an earlier dinner wanted to kind of you know beat the uh the rush on everywhere else and yeah, we did yeah, we got sure. to, yeah we got to the right end of it and as soon as we got home sat there for like an hour and out like a light <laughs> Well, I was I was laughing. I uh, I stayed home and yeah. did the wonderful. Uh, gee, I wonder which bathrobe I'm going to wear. Oh, the, you know, <laughs> those are the hardest decisions, aren't they? <laughs> and then I took uh, a couple of snaps of the space needle off of my TV and posted them, and people went, "Oh, did you go out?" And I'm like, "Are you kidding?" <laughs> yeah, yeah. But yeah, I I was real glad to uh, just sort of say goodbye to 2022 and. I'm I'm very hopeful for 2023. Very hopeful. Me so. too. Me as well. Yeah. I know a lot of yeah. people. Uh, for those who are listening to your show, are not from the Seattle area. You know, we have a big yeah. you know firework display here at the Seattle in Space Needle, and it was gorgeous. We saw it too. Actually, that was what I was getting at. We actually woke back up at 11:30, so we were great. We timed it just right, and then at like 12:03, we're like, we're back out. <laughs> yeah, it was a really fun display. It was mm -hmm. a little foggy. But um, I can feel the festivities this yeah. year. You know, I can. I think people just want to get back out. It's yeah. like let's get out there and live, people. It's time to to roll our sleeves up and, and be with other people. Got that right. Yeah. Got that right. Yeah, yeah. So anyway, I have a, a very wonderful, unusual guest. I'm going to give a little check in with everything, and then I'll bring him on. But I am Loretta Brown. I'm the owner of Reiki Oasis, located right here in the Greater Seattle area. For the last 28 years, I'm still around. You can find me at ReikiOasis.com. And we always have stuff coming up, and you can sign up for everything at Schedule.ReikiOasis.com. And as I said, welcome 2023. This is a year of big cosmic shifts, significant changes in the energy grid of our planet, and the following themes. So listen to some of the things. Completion and closure feeling ready to start something new or begin a new chapter, bold decisions. It's time to own your sense of self in your relationships. It's time for independence to be who you want to be and to reconnect with yourself through seeking and asking questions. It is a year of introspection. It's time to start to look inside so that you can line up with what we call the greater truths on the planet. Remember that everything that you hear, just because someone says it or you think it, doesn't mean it's true. So this year, three major planets are moving, which is creating a dynamic energy. So I'm just gonna kind of sketch a little thing in, and then I'm gonna bring on my guest. We have three planets, Pluto, Saturn, and Jupiter, big planets. Pluto's moving from Capricorn into Aquarius. And Pluto is the planet of death and rebirth and spends 20 years in each zodiac sign. Pluto moving into Aquarius represents a monumental shift 
that is paving the way for generations to come. And so this is a big one. Saturn, the planet of karma, is moving out of Aquarius, and then it will move back in, right? It's moving out of the Aquarius, where it's been for two, two and a half years, into Pisces to help bring us down to reality and fuel creative ideas and dreams. Jupiter spends about 12 months at each sign, is moving from Aries to Taurus about halfway through this year. Right now, we start the year with Jupiter and Aries, and this is bringing a strong wave of entrepreneurial, innovative energy. And when Jupiter moves to Taurus, you're going to be able to bring that stuff to Earth. This is a number seven year, which is a, a year uh, that, that brings us into spiritual thinking. And like I said, it's going to align us with our higher selves, our higher paths, and higher truths. And then on January 6th, just a couple of days away, in fact, it's Friday, January 6th. We had a big full moon in this, this intuitive sign of cancer. And when cancer is strong, it reminds us of our bravery, our loyalty, and our willingness to protect those that we love. And because this moon is activated between Mars and Mercury, you might feel a little foggy, stuck, or confused. Remember, Mercury and Mars are both retrograde right now. It is not actually the best time to sign contracts, but it is a good time to review things. What are some of the things that have come up? What is really real and what is not? And what really matters to you? If you don't feel right about anything, ask questions before you proceed. And this retrograde energy is just simply saying, you know what? It's okay not to know everything about everything right now. Take a couple of long, slow, deep breaths and allow uncover hidden uh, the uncovering of hidden truths that may be buried within you. So it's a wonderful time to reflect, a wonderful time to reconnect, and fantastic time for me to bring my guest onto the show. So get ready to expand because my guest today is Ishmael Perez, a real-life star man the author of Our Cosmic Origin, Open Your Eyes About Earth's Place in the Multiverse and About a Greater Organization of the Cosmos. This is an amazing book that combines science, philosophy, and spirituality, and maybe a little quantum science in there, right? To connect us with the real cosmic origins of our planet and our ancestry, ourselves. Ishmael claims to be an awakened star seed, an ambassador to the Interdimensional Alliance, and works for the Emerald Order as a group who helped oversee the development of the Earth. Ishmael is a very popular speaker and presenter. He's been on a multitude the plus plethora <laughs> of podcasts and radio shows where his information is greatly sought after. I've actually met this Superman in person. He has everything he says he is and then more. Ishmael, welcome to my show. It's a pleasure to have you. Loretta, thank you so much for that introduction. <laughs> I appreciate it. And thank you for having me here. It's a pleasure. Yeah, I feel like you rode in on a cosmic wave, right? Do you, you know, surf uh, by any chance? I, I do not, but there's times where I do feel like um, I did come to this earth on a spaceship when I was a little baby and my parents just hid that from me. Not to uh, correlate with the story of Superman, but uh, I do feel, you know, 
different. I've always felt different. So I, I do feel like that sometimes. <laughs> you know, that's funny. I, I have kind of a, a standing joke that, that, yeah, I was on a spaceship and we stopped here for a rest. And then they just left me here because they went, <laughs> quick, quick, leave. Right. It's just my standing joke. Anyway, um, I know that some of my audience will be familiar with you and many of them will not. So let's talk about you for a moment and then we're going to blow their minds. Okay. That's how sure. good. All yes. right. So tell us a little bit about who you are and your history on planet earth. Sure. And then your star seed origin. Yeah. Right. So my name is Ishmael Perez. I am the author of the uh, number one bestseller art cosmic origin, a book that uh, reveals the ancient metaphysical knowledge as it ties into cutting quantum uh, research uh, regarding the truth about our reality. Um, it also reveals uh, galactic and cosmic uh, information uh, in history, uh, something that the earthlings have not had access to uh, for thousands and thousands of years since the decline of Atlantis. A little bit about myself. Um, I was born into a big family. Um, as far as I could recall, I was uh, a, an awakened starseed as a, at a very early age. I do remember uh, having telepathy with animals, reading, you know, minds as a kid, uh, as a four and five year old, and um, and to my cousins and siblings, that was actually abnormal. So I kept it to myself. Um, I do remember also exploring a little bit of telekinesis at the age of five, but uh, I had a a very uncomfortable encounter when my grandmother walked in and uh, said that I was possessed by a spirit, called the local priest. Uh, they started throwing holy water on me, saying, you know, uh, thinking that there was a demon inside me, but it wasn't, that wasn't the case, you know, so... <laughs> Um, I, I had a very strong religious upbringing as a result of that. I was forced to go to church every Sunday from the age of five to the age of 15. I was uh, served to serve as an altar boy. Um, and then every Wednesday, my grandmother would take me to go pray the rosary for two hours a day, uh, making me kneel for two hours as, as a kid. And so I was uh, brutally, you could say, uh, beaten by organized religion. And so as a kid, I, I was forced to shut down my, my abilities and my inner knowing of things because of my, my strong religious upbringing. It wasn't, however, until the age of 18, no, 16, where I started uh, researching uh, heavy, heavy topics such as uh, Plato's Republic, uh, philosophy. Um, I explored a little bit of metaphysics at the age of 16. And then that's when I realized that I had a gift uh, for information and that I was addicted to knowledge. And it wasn't until I was about 19 years old where I started practicing this ancient method called Kriya Kundalini Yoga, where I began to um, to access, you know, information beyond this realm and beyond this earth. And that's when I realized that I wasn't from this earth. However, my entire upbringing, I knew that I was different, you know, but I also felt that I was in alone. I felt that there was millions upon millions of other um, souls like me that have also, you know, incarnated in the earth from from higher dimensions and so i knew that one day we would all meet and this is what's happening you know thanks to the you know internet uh, we are all connecting now as a family of light worldwide and um ever since then i've been kind of kind of like on this unending journey on on just trying to figure out the way everything works you know i've i my my uh, information is re really, really deep. I was able to connect the dots. Um, 
uh, not only regarding the uh, war between the White Hats and the Dark Hats, but also a, uh, uh, between, you know, the galactic uh, civilizations. I was able to uncover the different galactic spe specimens and the galactic wars um, that have been going on for millions of years. And then ultimately, I came to discover that uh, we are really just fighting artificial intelligence at a very high level of reality, including, you know, beyond our galaxy. I came to discover that um, this multiverse war is really not against the negative Orion groups, but against artificial intelligence. And when I came to discover that, uh, I said to myself, wow, I, you know, people of the earth need to know what we're really dealing with. You know, we're dealing with um, with a, a very advanced ancient intelligent machine that decided to go rogue, rogue in a prior creation and has been, you know, infiltrating universes for billions of years. And, and that's why we're here. <laughs> All right. You said so much right there that I know people's heads are on fire. Like, what did he just say? Right. So I want to remind people that Ishmael has a wonderful book out, and I, and then I'm going to come back and kind of dissect through some of the stuff you said. Your book is Our Cosmic Origin, and I understand you have a new edition, a, a new edition coming out now. Well, it came out two days ago. It's available. Ah, two days ago. Amazon. Okay. Yeah, it's uh, actually the ed it's a re-edited version, remodified, so it rears it reads more clearly and concise. And I also added an additional chapter that kind of segues into the future war against artificial intelligence. Um, so it's it's the, the additional chapter is very prophetic and it also um, segues into the into volume two, which I'm currently working on right now. Okay, so, you know, many, many people, um, you know, when we talk about how old is the earth, right? How old is the earth? Some people are like, well, it's five or 6,000 years old. Some people are like, well, maybe it's 10,000 years old, right? You know, and I was always one of those girls like, well, actually like you, where I'm like, I'm not from this place. Like, I don't know where I'm from, but it's not here, right? But um, there's even articles that I always read where they they would have archeologists find like in Australia, some big, you know, thing of dinosaur bones that was like, you know, 5 million years old or something like that, right? Mm -hmm. And so when we talk about our cosmic origins how far back are we talking ishmael well we have to understand that just like how humans reincarnate so do planets so do stars so do galaxies and universes um everything is a living conscious um we live in a conscious universe where everything is alive from elements to planets to atoms to you know galaxies so on and so forth and so the biggest organism that we exist in is our universe. And so with that have said, um, we could say that the original Earth was uh, came from Lyra. You know, the current Earth that we're in right now, it's the third reincarnation of two prior Earths that were actually destroyed in uh, one of the many galactic wars against the Orion Empire. And so the original Earth goes back to about 4 billion years ago, which originated in the, con in the constellation of Lyra in the star system of Vega. In the sector of Sirius B. And technically, that's where the origin, uh, the cradle of all human civilization sprung from, you know, from the first Earth, which was known as planet Avion. And I'm talking about Earth um, back then uh, as the eighth dimensional Earth. It was it was in the third dimensional Earth as we see it today. It was more of a higher density, higher reality, where the original human inhabitants were multidimensional beings. 
and had developed a very high level of consciousness and were um because of, of that they were able to infuse their consciousness in a symbiotic fashion with the elements with the nature of planet avion which was the original earth and in so doing they were able to develop the most um beautiful architectural structures um using you know natural elements um because they had no external technology external technology actually was introduced by the the orions the people of orion who were very 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 dense you know very uh, materialistic and so um the original race was very advanced it was immortal and um the original earth was also immortal in a sense where it, it existed in a higher dimension and and due to this interdimensional warfare against artificial intelligence the original earth known as avion was actually blown up and then it fell into uh density it fell into density um and it re uh it reincarnated as tiamat and tiamat was uh the earth that our solar system picked up here in, in the system of the Pleiades, because we are part of a local cluster of stars known as the, the Pleiades with the central sun being Alcyon. And that explains the 12 houses of the Zodiac. Our solar system revolves around Alcyon uh, in a period of 25,600 years. And that is known as the Platonic year, which is one full revolution um, of those 12 houses of the 12 uh, constellations. And so the second earth was Tiamat and it was uh, about four times the size of this earth and then unfortunately again due to the Orion infiltration of the negative ETs from Orion it was also destroyed in, in one of the uh, many galactic wars that uh, again ha have been going on for millions of years and so the current earth um, is now the earth that we're on so this is the the earth's final incarnation uh, before her ascension so yeah so technically we could say that the original earth was created in the eighth dimension not in the fifth dimension the fifth dimension was more was more tiamat and then later of course the lumerians um with the existence of the lumerian civilization and the atlantean civilization um earth was still in the fifth dimension and then of course after the infiltration of atlantis by again you know the villains always come from orion <laughs> who are in turn controlled by the ai god but anyways, I, um, the whole point is that the Earth has had several incarnations, and this is the final incarnation. But her original, um, her original um, place of um, origin was in Lyra. So we could say that the Earth goes back to Lyra as well. Um, I do hope somewhere along the line that you draw a massive timeline chart. <laughs> <laughs> for us visual people that are trying to create a chart in their head while you're talking right <laughs> that's the goal actually for the next book i'm going to yeah. illustrations and diagrams to describe. oh i'm i'm so excited about that that'll be great so for my listeners like i say hang in there keep breathing uh i know there's a lot in here but like i said ishmael's got a whole lot in his book um i want to go back and ask a couple of questions um you've uh, you mentioned um, you you mentioned that Earth was created in a higher dimension. We're now in three D. Did we fall from grace? You know, because I'm thinking about did we fall and are we now ascending? Would that be a simple way to say it? Absolutely, yes. Yeah, the original Earth was created in the eighth dimension, and it was still physical, but it was a rather more of a refined matter. It was matter that was operating at a high frequency. Uh, I mean, to us in the third dimension, it would appear to be invincible. In fact, even, even the fourth dimension appears to be invincible, the fifth dimension, and so on and so forth. So what we're dealing with is we're dealing with um, 
different energy we're, we're different with di we're dealing with different matter that is vibrating at different frequencies all the way up to the 12th dimension beyond the 12th dimension then we go into the non-physical realms we go into the etheric realm so um we could say that the original earth was made in the eighth dimension but get this loretta before the original earth was developed four billion years ago in lyra it actually um <laughs> it actually existed in a higher harmonic universe uh known as the uh fourth harmonic universe and in that harmonic universe it was known as planet aramatena and that was earth in a non-physical state that was earth in an etheric form yes so the original earth was was an etheric earth that existed in the 12th dimension and it was called planet aramatena and then unfortunately uh due to this war against the ai god that many have revealed in the uh, you know disclosure movement um aramatena was actually blown up it was known as the 12th dimensional stargate that um had that would lead into the realms of eternity but um luckily the the beings from from the central universe because um we do have a, a mother earth in which everything you know all the universes are born from were able to block the ai god and his minions from the 12th dimension downward and so um that's how the earth you could say or um that's where the original earth came from from the etheric realm of the 12th dimension and it was and it descended into the eighth dimensional earth when it became physical for the first time and then that's when the lyrans or that's when the original humans came into existence as the lyrans and from that point from that eighth dimensional earth we could say that the lyrans um due to uh, the galactic uh, human diaspora have been uh colonizing you know the different star systems in our galaxy and in other galaxies so we could say that all human-like civilizations in our universe not just in our galaxy loretta sprung from the lyra system so including you know the andromedans the alpha centaurians the pleiades all those humanoids the galactic humanoids originated in lyra so technically when it comes to the origins of all human races it all roads lead back to lyra so um first of all i just want to say when you said uh, aramatea i rolled i got rolling goosebumps so like i have no idea what that is and got really emotional so i that's always my uh, indicator of some kind of uh truth and some sort of connection right and so uh thank you for all that um are you saying that we are all star seeds well, every single being, um, advanced souls and primitive souls, uh, and we're talking about, okay, so there's there's two types of beings. There's those that are descending from the higher dimensions, from the central universe down, and then those that are starting their evolution from the bottom up that started off as a, as a mineral, as, a, as an element, and as a plant, animal, and so on and so forth. So we are at the point where they both integrate. So in that sense, yes, we're all, we are all part of one prime creator source. Uh, that decided to divide at one point into these different levels of realities, right? In these different forms. But um, the star seeds on the earth that are part of the dissension that came from the higher realms, uh, there's only a, a few million. The other population, the other percentage, which are, is what I call the earth Terrans, uh, started their evolution from the bottom up. And so they, you know, they're, they're actually ascending gradually. So okay. we are descending, okay. we're ascending, but we are at a point where we are integrating and yeah. that's what the homo sapiens sapien is it is the integrating point between celestial uh, descending spirits and ascending terrestrial um beings 
Makes sense. Mm -hmm. Well said. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's well said. Um, and I explain and it, that very well in my book, by the way. <laughs> yeah, you do. You explain all of this very well. And what I like is, I'm just telling the listener, if you get the book, you can actually digest it slowly. <laughs> yeah, especially the new book, because the new book was uh, uh, re-edited. It's got no grammatical issue uh, errors. And it's also um, been modified where it just reads a little bit better. So the whole book has been reconstructed. So when you read the second edition, it's just... It's just, it's, it's like explaining it to a five-year-old. You know? Yeah. Yeah. For, for people listening also, I want to say this, cause I, I can tell some people would say, well, how do I tell if I'm a starseed descending or a, you know, a terrestrial ascending, um, you do offer uh, a class, right? You have a course, right? I do. Yes, mm -hmm. I do. Yeah. And, uh, do you want to tell us a little bit about that? And then we'll go back into your sure yeah. yeah so i i teach a starseed cosmology course which um covers a lot of information uh we go over all the different star races their characteristics and their qualities uh we cover uh, galactic and cosmic history in great detail uh we cover dimensions we go over chakras and their significance um we talk about every dimension all the way up to the 12th in in great detail and much more and then at the end of the third class i actually teach two methods two techniques that will help people uh access their multi-dimensionality and their galactic higher self as well yeah yeah it's a, it's a great course i've taken it it's really great lots of great information and uh really enjoy it really enjoyed it Thank um, you. You, pardon were you uh in the december class or november I was I was earlier than that because um, September? September September okay yeah Thanks. September right because I think I met you in September right yeah I think that's it anyway um, you have mentioned several times about the Orion Wars and I want to go back to that also maybe want to go back a little bit more um, and I, if you could weave into that the law of one right and the service to self and the service to others yeah sure thank you okay so there are two types of um interdimensional beings out there uh, i guess some call them extraterrestrials uh, we have those that follow the law of one those are known as children of the one they are the uh beings that are in service to others they are beings that um, recognize that everything in Rhea, everything in existence is sacred and everything is interconnected. Again, going back to the um, the idea that we are part of a greater organism. So they live in oneness. They, they live in um, union with all living things, their planet, their star, their galaxy, and every living thing. And those are known as the children of the one. Uh, the children of the one originated in Lyra, and we could directly relate those to the humanoid species out there. Well, the majority of them, you know, some galactic humanoids did betray us and joined the Orion Empire. But uh, for the most part, yes, the benevolent ETs are all known as the children of the one because they are in service to others. They practice that philosophy. Um, I guess we would call it, you know, Christ consciousness here on this planet. And the other group of ETs, uh, those that are known as the regressives or what we call those that follow Lucifer. Again, the Bible is very symbolic. You know, when the Bible talks about the war in heaven, it's referring to the Orion and Galactic Wars. <laughs> and so we do. We did have a rebellion against the one, the rebellion against the light in the form of the reptilians and the Zetas and the insectoids. And of course, the artificial intelligence, which are a group of 
rogue cybernetic intelligences that have lost their connection to God uh, via the transhumanist path and, of course, artificial intelligence. And so those are known as the children of uh, darkness because what they do, what they follow and what they um, are embedded in is service to self. So we have two clashing philosophies between the children of the one, those that are in service to others, and the children of Lucifer, which are in service to self. And because of those two different philosophies, um, there has been you know many wars that have taken place. Uh, not only within our galaxy, uh, but other galaxies in another universe. So we could say that the Luciferian rebellion um, is also affected other universes, not just this one. And a lot of the the core of the Luciferian rebellion has to do with artificial intelligence. By the way, the ultimate Luciferianism that we are fighting against is AI. And in all roads, when it comes to that dark force, the Archon energy, um, everything is traceable to artificial intelligence. In fact. Um, the Archon energy is the pre-existing consciousness that emanates artificial intelligence once the machine is built with the artificial neurons and the artificial nervous system, right? The, the um, what they call the machine body, uh, then it the Archon energy um, embodies it. And then that's what gives um, the, the AI, the, you know, that's what that's what animates and that's what gives AI consciousness is the Archon energy. So they are one and the same. You know, I have um, read The Love One, right, and uh, kind of studied a bit, it a bit, and I've really thought a lot about this service to self versus service to others. And to me, that is the that really is a tipping point. Wherever that occurred in our cosmic history, uh, it's occurring now. I believe we choose it all the time. But th when we're in service to self, there's this idea of I'm not quite sure what the right words are. You might be able to, to to say it better than me, but I simplify things. It's like service to self means that I don't really care about you. And um, I felt like a Michael Jackson song just now. They don't really care about me. Anyway, um, but they don't, you don't really care about the other person. It's all about you. You're going to step over them. And it's about conquering, over overtaking. It's about yes. you, using up, you know, what you have. I'm going to take it, right? Like, I don't care about you. And that whole thing, I think, goes down the road of more and more power, more and more greed, and, and that kind of a dark path, whereas the service to others brings in compassion. It brings in, um, uh, it's, it's strength, to tell you the truth, but it's like, I'm going to, I'm, I'm going to treat you the way I want to be treated, plus, right? You know? Yeah, yeah. it's that, um, that philo philosophical statement that says, uh, using the means to justify the ends you know um it's 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 very selfish and it's actually the beginning of narcissism egotism um which which is the reason why lucifer rebelled you know right for <laughs> rebelled because he wanted to become the only you know he wanted all glory unto him he didn't want to live in harmony with the other you know archangels and the other celestials so that led to the great Orion Wars, which are still going on this, this battle between light and dark, we could call it that, or between the good and the bad, or, you know, the, the Christ consciousness and the self, you know, the Luciferian agenda. Um, and, and that is, leads us all the way into now. Uh, while you were talking, I have to tell you that I was thinking I was in a Star Wars movie or something, right? <laughs> or, yeah. Exactly. Well, George Lucas, um, when when he wrote Star Wars, he was able to tap 
into the Akashic records of the Orion Wars. Because when you think about it, you know, the Jedis are represented by the blue, right? The blue light. Yeah. Well, the blue light comes from Sirius B, which is the epicenter of the great central sun where the forces of light first anchored in our galaxy, bringing forth the lineage of Michael to the galaxy. So there is a lineage that can be traceable to Archangel Michael in the form of the original lines and series. And so we could say that the blue is represented by those that follow service to others. And the red is represented by animosity, um, you know, conquering, uh, self-aggrandizement, and everything that we see from these Orion groups. And so red is also... Uh, symbolically the color of the reptilians you know when it comes to the lower chakras it is survival and i think that uh the reason why the reptilian reptilians were programmed to conquer and to just use planets as resources without caring is because of the fact that they're in that scarcity mentality that they're in that survival mentality where they feel like if they can't um they, they feel like they own everything like if they, if they can't you know, um, conquer it, that, then they might as well destroy it. If they can't have it, they might as well destroy it. So a lot of that roots, a lot of that stems from their their uh, their desire to just own things because that's how they feel better, you know, when they own everything, when they're able to dominate things, you know. Uh, in a way, it's, it's almost like a, a collective wound, you know, for the reptile species of Orion. Um, they're wounded and... A lot of it has to do, again, with those that followed Lucifer, you know, uh, because at one point before the uh, creation of our physical universe, we could say that the reptilians were actually celestial beings. They were yeah. beautiful, beings, right? And again, you know, uh, due to this split from unity consciousness, right, from the, from the oneness, uh, several of the light beings chose to follow Lucifer. And then so... You know, that's how the reptilians came into being. I want to read a little excerpt from your book. Sure. You, it goes like this. We are living in what e e externally appears to be troubled times, though in essence, we are living in the most exciting times ever in the history of our world. Why? Because our world is in the process of returning to a golden age. A new heaven on earth is prophesied in all religions. Every ancient record believed in a time when the union of heaven and earth would come again. The signs are everywhere. The time is now. As flooding of higher information is pouring, which is the true meaning of revelation or apocalypse. As it stands, the angels have confirmed that the work of God's glory for the earth has already been completed as it is in heaven. Um, what is the golden age? The golden age, well, first of all, there's been prior golden ages. You know, we we have experienced uh, many golden ages in the past. Uh, and it is a time where humanity, there is, it, where there is no darkness, there is no corruption, there is no hierarchy, there is only harmony, cooperation, and balance. You know, um, it is a time where every person understands that everything is one that we live in a living you know universe and that we are all cells in a greater organism it is a time that many have called utopians utopian uh existence because of the fact that you know we live in harmony 
with not only ourselves, with the ecosystem. Um, it is what many religions call a heaven on earth. And from what I understand, um, we are actually going to be entering the seventh golden age. <laughs> so the seventh golden age has a lot to do also with um, earth going from Pisces into Aquarius. And uh, many believe that um, we're entering, you know, the age of Aquarius pretty soon. Um, some believe that it might even happen this spring, you know. Um, others believe that's going to happen in 20, at the end of 2023. So without giving a due date, what we do know is that changes are happening. The Earth's vibrational frequency is rising. Um, the old paradigm is breaking down. The old unworkable order that has been dominating our world for thousands of years under the old guard, Luciferian control of the Orion groups, is coming to an end. And what we're witnessing now is a transition from the old dark age right, that has ruled this planet for thousands of years under the control of Belial, Baal, also Marduk, son of Enki, and, um, you know, we're going to be witnessing the rise of a new world, of a new era, of a new breed, because also as I speak, we are all genetic, genetically mutating, you know, we are being upgraded, we are being upgraded from a two-strand DNA to a 12-strand DNA, and uh, what that means is that the so-called junk DNA, DNA that scientists have discovered is actually activating, as I speak, due to the higher influx of solar gamma rays that have been coming in from the galactic core via our sun to upgrade the human species. And everyone's being upgraded, not just the star seeds. Mm -hmm. You know, we're, there's going to be different levels of upgrades. You know, it just so happens that the star seeds are going to, because of the fact that they are these descending souls from the higher realities, are going to be upgraded, you know, in, in huge increments from like, you know, right now we're only using 4%. Uh, the star seeds are going to go anywhere from 4% to about 30%, 50 and some are going to go even to 100 But whereas the rest of the Earth Terrans, who are the terrestrials that started their evolution from the bottom up, they're going to be upgrading in increments. So in this new golden age, yes, we're still going to have uh, people that are going to live for a few hundred years, so their lifespan will increase. Um, but at the same time, um, and that's going to be the majority of the people, and they're going to be in the fourth dimensional Earth, by the way. And then we're going to have the star seeds or the celestials that volunteered to come at this time who are going to go into the fifth and sixth dimension and to the fourth dimensional earthlings those that are going up in increments uh they're going to appear as like uh, superhumans you know x-men um and then in turn the star seeds depending on how old their soul is um they're also going to be different levels of upgrades you know not all the star seeds are going to have the same powers um i think the, the oldest of souls are going to be the ones that are going to have access to 100% of their full genetic material and therefore their full brain power and those are going to be the ones that are going to be like literal gods and goddesses you know <laughs> and, but they're going to be so humble i need be... a I, I need a a superhero suit i <laughs> looking forward to that um so how do we how do we you know, I know a lot of people talking about ascension symptoms and a lot of people are, we're all experiencing it, right? How do we keep our frequencies high and what are some of the things to avoid? Well, uh, first of all, you know, you're, be uh, mindful of your thoughts and your emotions because your thoughts are electromagnetic, um, they're electromagnetic impulses. Your emotions are magnetic impulses. And so when you are, depending on where your thoughts and your emotions are, you're actually 
you know, modulating your own frequency. You're either raising your vibration, if it's positive thinking, right? If it's elevated emotions, right? If it's constructive thoughts, or you're decelerating your frequency, if it's depressive, you know, emotions, if it's negative thoughts. So be careful um, with what you think. Second of all, uh, be mindful of what you put in your body. Um, you know, as many know, and for those that don't know, um, everything that we eat from the grocery stores is poison. It's genetically modified. Uh, I would say support your local farmers um, and only eat food that is raised um, uncorrupted, that is raised morally. You know, if you're going to eat meat, make sure it comes from a cow that was not totally butchered, but that was raised right, you know, even if it's a little bit more expensive. Um, if you're going to choose a vegan diet, make sure that you're also aware of, of the lectins that come in, you know, like the beans and some of the plants that are actually harmful for you. So just be mindful of everything, you know, of everything you put in your body, because what you put in your body um, and what you think and feel will determine where you end up when the shift of the earth takes place. And, and, and trust me, you want to end up in the highest timeline. So, you know, just be aware of that. And most importantly, take a few minutes a day to spend time with nature. Because what one of our part of the reason of our of our uh, activation of our you know abilities that we're gonna have when our dormant DNA comes on um, is in direct is in direct proportion uh, of your relationship with the elements because the elements are also coming online the elements are alive the telluric kingdom the mineral kingdom um, it's best that we begin to form and develop a relationship with the elements because. Um, the more we do so, um, when we do activate, um, we're going to be able to control these powers. We're going to be able to control the weather, uh, the elements that will, you know, they're going to be under our command. And so you're either going to use it, your abilities for good or for evil, you know, but in the new world, I believe that um, there will be no evil, you know, so we'll see what happens. I, I was thinking about when you were talking about um, that and also when you were introducing yourself to us that. You know, I also uh, talk to trees and plants and blades of grass and animals. And um, I love these videos where animals are coming and, and asking humans for, you know, drink of water or, or, you know, communicating with them. And there's this, I've had this feeling for a long time that everything, like you say, is raising their consciousness and we're connecting more and more. But yeah, vitally outside, get outside, get outside. Yeah, yeah, I, I totally agree with that. Um, what would you say to somebody who, like right now, I think my listeners' minds are exploding and some people are happy and some people are really confused. Uh, what would you say to somebody who is as basic as, I don't believe any of this UFO thing, right? This is a bunch of bunk. What would you say? I would say that, um, well, first of all, I don't judge. You know, I don't go around calling people sheep or unawakened. I think that every everyone's on different levels of consciousness, and I respect everybody's level. Um, but to the unbeliever, um, I would say that um, just think about how how many solar systems exist just within our Milky Way. There's billions of them, uh, which means that there's probably hundreds of billions of worlds out there in our galaxy alone. And then also consider the fact that there's billions of galaxies out there in our known universe. And then according to quantum physics, super string theory, M theory, and unified field theory, um, there's um, evidence that there is other universes. So as our understanding of the cosmos expands to the multiverse concept, uh, 
the question I guess I would ask is, do you think that out of all the vastness of cosmos, you know, out of the trillions and possible trillions and quadrillions of worlds that exist, do you think that life would only be existing here on this little small planet called Earth? when you know when there is a vast cosmos out there it's it's just it just wouldn't make any sense you know and um and i guess the question a question that many would ask is well if there's other extraterrestrial civilizations out there why haven't they showed themselves or made contact and to answer that question is because they are so spiritually advanced that they do follow protocols and one of the main protocols that they follow is is the prime directive now what prime directive the prime directive is that an advanced civilization of a type one interplanetary or type two stellar status cannot intervene in a primitive world that is still underdeveloped until that prim primitive world is spiritually developed enough to understand what interdimensional physics is what space travel is and then they would be welcome into the galactic community and so yeah so even the advanced stellar civilizations follow spiritual and galactic principles and believe it or not people um we all share the same god the same creator that made us in, in in its image is the same creator that made all the galactic humans out there in the same image that's why the galactic human body the atoma which is what i you know reveal in my book is is um is common it's 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 a common uh physique that exists everywhere in the cosmos it's not just here on the earth you know um, one of the things that many are going to be shocked to know when when disclosure takes place is that most of the extraterrestrials out there are humanoid. They're, in other words, they look like us. We look like them. Um, they're not these little green men like we see in Hollywood movies. That's just, you know, Hollywood projecting a negative imprint on you on extraterrestrials. Most of the extraterrestrials are human like. And so we do share a common ancestry. Uh, we're not the only human-like species in existence, but yet we are unique in the sense that we are the most diverse, that we carry the greatest diversity of human galactic specimens all put in one spot. So we are special in that regard, in the sense that we are the most hybridized race out of all the different human-like ETs out there, but at the same time understand that we share the cosmos with trillions upon trillions of different types of human-like ETs. Some have spocky ears, some have, you know, different features, uh, but at the same time, they're all human. They're all part of that Adama, Adama archetype. <laughs> I, I find that fascinating, right? You know, the, uh, the head, the arms, and the legs, right? You know, the humanoid, the star humanoid form, right? Um, yeah, that's very fascinating. Um, have you ever seen ETs, other others? I should I have. say. Okay. Yes, I have. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, talk a little bit more about you. You mentioned several times that we are in a war against AI. Mm -hmm. um, so, but there are also ETs that are not AI that are working with AI. It's a question. Okay. Well, they're not AI, but they have. Um decided to merge with AI. Uh, to give you an example of some of these ETs that have sided with AI, uh, the Draco of Orion, of the Rego and the Alpha Centauri, of the Alpha Stars, no, the Alpha Draconi star system, sorry. The Draco 
um, are full of nanites. In other words, they're, they've lost their spiritual connection. They've lost their emotional body. They have no emotional body. And that's why they are the way they are. They're brute force. Uh, all they care about is themselves. But in a way, due to the mind eaters or the nanites that took over their mind, they're all under the control of the mind hive, which is the queen of Orion, the serpent queen. The serpent queen is an AI system uh, that was uh, put into place in our galaxy by the AI god. Okay, so another example of uh, negative regressives that are working with the AI God is the typical grays. And the typical grays used to be human. Um, they also came from Lyra, from a planet called Apex, millions and millions of years ago. Um, after destroying their civilization due to the infiltration of the AI, uh, they decided to uh, do away with their sexual organs and their emotional body. As a result of that, uh, they resorted to cloning. And in a sense, they lost their connection to source. Uh, because they weren't reproducing organically anymore so they became more cybernetic and now they're about 90 percent cybernetic and only 10 percent organic which explains why they have traveled back in time to our present uh, to extract human genetics in an effort to save their dying race so we have many examples of the grays you know we have the naboo we have the zetas um, these are all different degenerative humanoid species that they started off as humans but after millions of years of um integrating with ai uh they have lost their connection to god and they have lost their soul and now they are a dying race and so that's why it's important to understand that the movements that they called transhumanism, which is very prevalent in our world today, being pushed by the big tech corporations, um, is part of this AI takeover of our world. See, one of the things, that, how the AI takes over our world is not openly. That's very primitive. They do it through infiltration. And this is one of the ways in which this AI, known as the Anumus collectively, have been destroying many, many galaxies and, and many, many universes for billions of years, is they infiltrate the species, they they uh, put, install in their biological systems the equivalent of computer, I'm going to call it nano, nanotechnology, and that nanotechnology over time begins to modify their genetics, and then eventually they cease to be biological and they become cybernetic, and that's how they take over systems. They don't do it openly, they do it through infiltration which is something that we are now witnessing with the program that they initiated two and a half years ago. That's all part of the, yeah, that's all part of the uh, effort to genetically modify humans into cyborgs um, by 2030. That's their end game. By 2030, they're trying to, you know, make sure that every human on the planet is, is modified into a cyborg. And how are they doing it? Through the programs that they've initiated Two and a half years ago. I'm not going to mention the names, but everybody wow. knows what I'm saying. Yeah. So we we are. Uh, so I want to, you know, because that's a lot of information that might leave people kind of like, huh, or shaking in their boots. What it, I want to leave the show on a positive note. So, yeah. what? Yeah. What would you like to say to put us back in our power or to head us in the right direction? Okay, due to this great event called the Solar Flash, which is an event that was also prophesied in all the ancient traditions, um, the Solar Flash that is about to take place any day now, luckily, is going to destroy the nanotech that has been you know, installed in people's bodies through the programs 
Uh, I'm not going to mention the names, you know, but that is supposed to um, counteract the transhumanist agenda and and um, catapult people into the into the golden age, where all this negative technology, all these you know negative ETs and the cabal will be eliminated. So that's the good news. The good news is that there is a divine plan to save us, and that divine plan is in the form of the great solar flash. The solar flash is prime creator source's way of neutralizing the poison inside people's bodies that they've been administrating in the last two years in order to save them from, you know, going into this AI timeline. But unfortunately for the big tech companies and for those that are pushing the mark of the, you know, of, of the antichrist, I'm going to call it the beast. <laughs> um, they're going to, uh, you know, go into a different timeline than, than those that are ascending. So we're going to have a timeline split. So for those that were coerced into getting it, because in order to keep their jobs, you will be fine. You have nothing to worry about. All that stuff is going to be neutralized when the solar flash takes place. Right. And you will be ascending. Yeah. Uh, we're, we're out of time. Uh, Ishmael, where can people find you? Sure. They could find me on <laughs> Instagram. I'm under Project Restoration Zion 1. Uh, it's all one word, Project Restoration Zion, Z-I-O-N, and then the, the number one. Um, I have about, I think, 65,000 followers. Uh, the reason I say that's because I do have a lot of imposter accounts and fake accounts that are posing to be me. So if it's not over, if it's not 65,000 or 64,000 plus uh, followers, then it's not the real me. So make sure you find the real me, Project Restoration Zion 1. Um, you could also find me, I guess I do have a website now, I forgot. It's under ourcosmicorigin.com, one word, ourcosmicorigin.com. And then all my links to my YouTube channels are there. Um, my oh yeah my my uh, starseed cosmology course that's uh, under the mysticarts.org uh the mysticarts.org you could uh, find it on the internet or you could just go on my website and have all my links there okay. and um, yeah that's where i'm active and um don't forget to get my new book my second edition is out of our cosmic origin and uh, again the new added chapter is mind-blowing, guys. So if you guys really want to know what happens after the ascension in the near future, make sure you order a Our Cosmic Origin new edition. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you so much, Ishmael Perez, for being well, on my show. This is Loretta Brown, and Happy New Year to everybody. And whoa, blow your mind. <laughs> Thank you, Loretta, for having me here. You're welcome.